0: welcome to new city sermon podcast join us as we open god's word to be empowered and challenged today jesus suffered under pontius pilate we are continuing our series on the apostles creed and i have the privilege of preaching to you from this text matthew chapter 27 I'm pretty excited. I just want to just get right into it. I believe that it's a word from the Lord. It's a word from God today. Matthew chapter 27. We're going to jump around just a few few, um, books of the Bible and a few verses. But we're going to start with Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 and 2. And it says, when daybreak came, all the chief priests, all the elders of the people, plotted against Jesus to put him to death. Now, these were people who were, there were basically the religious elite. These guys knew their Bibles. They know the Torah, and they're plotting against Jesus. And verse 2 says, after tying him up, they led him away and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. In other words, they handed him over to suffer under Pontius Pilate. Let's go quickly to verse uh, first, first Peter chapter two, verses twenty-two through twenty-five, and it reads this. This is this is the words of Peter talking about Jesus, and it says he did not commit sin, nor deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, somebody just shout suffered. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judged justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on a tree, so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. For you were like sheep gone astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. One more. One more. Let's just go to 1 Peter chapter 4, two chapters over, verse 13. And it says, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ. Let's read that one more time. Rejoice as we share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may also rejoice, that's the second time, with great joy. When his glory is revealed, the word of God. I already know that the Lord has given me a word, but now I have to figure out a way to give it to you guys. Um, So bear with me as I preach this word. Uh, It might be a little heavy, but we'll see where the Lord leads. Amen, everybody. Father, be with me at this time. Be with us. Speak through me. Have your way at this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to start off with the golden question, Pastor John. The golden question. Why does God allow suffering? Everybody, Anybody ever asked that question before? I've definitely asked it. And I felt like we should start off with this question because it's a question that we often ask. And it's a question or a topic that we don't talk about enough. I get it. And I realize why we don't talk about it enough. It's because we, we live in a culture that wants to feel good all the time. We want things to go smooth in life. We want things to go well. We want things. We, we really want a life of comfort and beauty and happiness. A life without sickness. A life without pain. And let's be honest. There's people here today, right now. I'm included. We have a deep longing within our hearts for Happiness. Is there anybody here that's with me? I want to be happy. I want an unending joy. I want unending paradise. But unfortunately, we cannot overlook the fact that in our pursuit of happiness or peace, we are often met with the reality of suffering and struggle. I believe that it's very crucial for us to discuss this topic of suffering because it often goes unnoticed in our culture and society. In a society that really uh, loves immediate gratification, a society that pursues a life field of comfort and pleasure and leisure and happiness, we tend to shy away from this topic of suffering. And I think it's because we don't really know how to deal with suffering. Can we talk about it today? Say yes. Thank you. I, I looked up this... Uh, <laughs> Before I even go into that definition, I believe the reason why we don't want to talk about suffering as much is because we don't really deal with it. We don't know how to deal with suffering. Nobody takes a class on how do you go through cancer and how do you go through death. How do you? I went to school for psychology, and I still don't know how to deal with suffering. I, like, literally, I learned about the whole coping and all these things that you counsel people through. And even when i met with suffering in my own life, it's hard for me to deal with suffering. A lot of us would rather paradise instead of suffering. I looked up the word paradise, and according to the Cambridge Dictionary, look what it says, guys. It says, paradise is defined as a place or a condition of great happiness, where everything is exactly As you would like it to be. Is there anybody that would love that? I know I would. I I would love to eat chocolate chip cookies all day and not gain weight. (laughs) I would love to go on a vacation every other month and eat all the food that I want and still maintain a six pack. Is there anybody that's with me? (laughs) But unfortunately, I can't do that. Like, unfortunately, life does not... (laughs) always align with what we desire and what we want. Some of us would like a BMW, but we get the the Hoopty, or the 1994 Toyota Corolla. That was actually my first car that I bought, and I wish I would have it right now because these gas prices are crazy. That $20 would fill my tank up, and I'd be driving for, for for years. We want the good health, but... The doctor keeps saying that we're at risk of diabetes. So we find ourselves in difficulties and and, and trials such as like catching diabetes or body malfunctions or mental illnesses or high cholesterol. The, The list goes on and on with the things that we suffer with. My brothers and sisters, the life that we live today is deeply intertwined suffering. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're saved or unsaved. You will go through suffering. You will experience suffering in this life. You cannot avoid it. You cannot resist it. Suffering is part of life. Can I shout an amen? I know that's, not, that's hard to say amen there, but I want us to agree in that. Here's why we suffer. Here's why suffering exists. I, I got to say this before I get to why I really want to preach. Suffering exists because of sin. Just shout sin really quickly, sin. Suffering is a product of the fall of mankind, a consequence of man's sin against God. When we read Romans chapter 5, verse 12, here's what it says. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, In the same way, death spread to all people because all have sinned. The reason why we experience death and suffering is because of sin. Sin is the reason why this world is broken. Sin is the reason why suffering exists. Some of us suffer due to our sinful or wrong choices that we make. And there are those of us who suffer because the world is just simply broken. Suffering is a result of the disobedience of man against God. Before sin entered the world, the world was without pain. The world was without sickness. The world was without corruption and suffering. When we read the first three chapters of Genesis, the Bible tells us that God intended a world that was perfect, a world that was basically paradise, a world where man was in perfect harmony or community with God and perfect harmony and peace with each other. But the disobedience of man and woman introduced sin into this world, broke what God made perfect, and introduced suffering into this world. This is why we have a fallen world or a broken world. So when man sinned, The Bible tells us that sin entered into the world and suffering also entered into the world in the form of all these things that we see in our world today. Sickness, human conflict, pain, corruption, suffering, death. And I know there's a lot of people that would, we would love to avoid suffering. I know I would. I know that there's a lot of us that would wish that we could avoid the reality of suffering. But if Jesus had to endure Suffering when he walked this earth. What makes you think that you could avoid it? You cannot avoid suffering. How about you just shout that really quickly. You can't avoid suffering. You cannot avoid suffering, but a lot of us, we try to avoid it. And no matter how hard you try to avoid suffering, no matter what you do, your strategies, you can't avoid it. Why do you think there's so many people that's dealing with addictions and stuff that we shouldn't be addicted to? It's because people are trying to avoid something. Why do you think people take pain meds and painkillers? It's because there's a painful feeling that we're trying to avoid. So when we take these painkillers, we we take it so that it would reduce the pain or eliminate the pain that we're feeling, interrupting the pain signals before it gets to our brain. Sorry, I, I, I like this type of stuff. I like medical stuff. That's what happens when you take a painkiller. It, it, it doesn't really target where you're hurting. It targets your brain so that it could shut that down so that you won't feel the pain. Wherever you, whatever. Y'all with me. Y'all get what I'm saying. When you take a painkiller, interrupt the pain so that it can help you with temporary relief. But guess what? Jesus never had a painkiller. Jesus never had a painkiller, y'all. And I believe even if Jesus was offered a painkiller, he would reject it. Because he wasn't trying to avoid suffering and pain. Matthew chapter 27, I don't have the verse, but Jesus was offered by the Roman soldiers, he was offered wine mixed with myrrh. We don't have time to really discuss what's going on with the wine mixed with myrrh, but the wine mixed with myrrh back in that time was something that they used to deaden or numb the pain that somebody was facing or feeling. And Jesus was offered wine mixed with myrrh, and he did not drink it. He refused it. He did not drink it because why? He was willing to suffer and to embrace the pain on that cross, embrace the suffering under Pontius Pilate. Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, and he willingly suffered. He willingly embraced He willingly suffered the pain and the humiliation of this crucifixion. Jesus was not looking to escape or to avoid suffering this crucifixion. Sit in that right now. Just a quick example. I remember going to get my teeth uh, fixed when I was uh, a couple of years ago getting braces and stuff. I was dreading those moments of going to see the orthodontics. Because I knew he was going to tighten and tighten and tighten it, and it would hurt so bad. And just a one hour later, you, you can't even eat or chew because the pain hurt so bad. I wish there was something in me that could avoid that pain, but I couldn't avoid it. In the same way, imagine Jesus knew what he was going up, going up against. He knew that these people were going to nail him to a tree, to a cross. He knew that painful experience And yet, he did not try to avoid it or escape it. He embraced it. Sit in that. I think through through Jesus' life, there's something that we can learn from Jesus. And in the same way, there's something that we often miss about Jesus' suffering. We don't know how to suffer well. I know. Dead silent. It's okay. We. Don't know how to suffer well. If we were to be honest, a lot of us try, we don't know how to find meaning beyond adversity. What did you say? You said we are suffering adverse. I had to look up that word. (laughs) We don't know how to navigate through trials and tribulations. Instead of facing what we're going through head on, we avoid it. We sweep it under the rug. We think that that's what's going to make things better. Nah. I was watching this movie on Netflix called Otto. uh, A man called Otto. Anybody ever saw that movie, by the way? Really great movie. Please go watch it. And Netflix seems to pay me for endorsing that movie, right? I was watching it a couple of days ago with my wife, and it was clear to me that Otto was suffering. And as you continue to watch the movie, I realized that Otto... He didn't know how to suffer well. He didn't know. And I understand because he lost the love of his life, his wife. He lost his wife and his only child on the same day. And the only thing that he did not lose yet was his life. And in the midst of Otto trying to grieve and cope the loss of his family, it was clear to me that Otto did not want to suffer anymore. He did not want to suffer. You Keep watching the movie. He did not want to suffer. So to put an end to his suffering, he attempted to end his life by committing suicide. Otto did not know how to suffer well. He did not know how to suffer well. Because instead of finding hope in the midst of his pain... Instead of finding hope in the midst of his suffering, instead of him seeing the bigger picture, he wanted to end his life. He could have sought help from a therapist. He could have surrounded himself with people that would love on him. But he chose to isolate himself and cultivate his loneliness, encouraging himself to end his life. His way of trying to avoid suffering was ending his life. I'm curious. What are ways are you trying to avoid suffering? It might not be the way that he's doing. Please don't do that. This is why you have a church family and you have us and you have therapists and you have so many people that can help you and love on you. But I'm curious, how are you consciously or unconsciously avoiding the pain and the hardship that comes with suffering? We got to lean into this just a little because there are those of us are dreading. We're dreading every incoming problem instead of dealing with our health concerns, dealing with our family concerns, dealing with our own brokenness and unforgiveness. Instead of dealing with this, we avoid it. We put a bandaid on it and we keep it moving. That doesn't work. How about we start leaning into the discomfort of our suffering and deal with it with the help of Jesus and the help of the Holy Spirit, and maybe that looks like God telling you to go see a doctor. Maybe that looks like God telling you to meet with pastor. Maybe that looks like God telling you to meet with your church family a little bit deeper, but avoiding your suffering gets us nowhere. Often, it actually traps us in cycles of destruction. Avoiding your suffering does not make progress. It prohibits us from making progress. You might as well deal with the suffering. You might as well deal with your pain. Because the suffering ain't going anywhere anyways. It ain't going nowhere. I'm sorry. As long as you are living in this world, suffering ain't going nowhere. Somebody say nowhere. Suffering will always be a part of this this life until the second comes. Until Jesus comes. This is why when we go through suffering, we must trust in the power and the work of Jesus. because. He suffered on our behalf. He understands our pain. He understands our struggles. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter four, fifteen, that we do not have a high priest who does not under uh, who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who is tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Jesus understands our suffering because He suffered, and He stands ready to walk with you and I in our darkest valley. He stands ready to walk with you and I in our loneliest nights. He stands ready to walk with you through your marriage. He stands ready to walk with you through whatever it is that you're suffering with. He understands, y'all. Can I get an amen? He understands. work that Jesus accomplished on that cross was to deliver us from suffering, from corruption, from sin and death. This is why Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate. He knew that his suffering would give birth to something greater. Hallelujah. He saw the bigger picture beyond his suffering. If only we would do the same. If only we could see the bigger picture beyond the thing that we're actually going through. Jesus knew how to suffer well. Get into my point. He knew how to suffer well. He saw the meaning behind suffering under Pontius Pilate. He saw the bigger picture In him being ridiculed. He saw the bigger picture in the midst of him being mocked and beaten and spat on his eyes were on the cross even though that the religious elites were against him and even though Judas would betray him Jesus did not try to avoid drinking the cup of his suffering he knew what it would take to go through golgotha he knew that they would put a crown of thorn on his head he knew that they would nail him to a cross he knew that the crucifixion would be brutal that they would suffer they would Publicly humiliate him, and it would be a slow, painful torture of death. And yet, Jesus did not try to avoid any of that. As a matter of fact, he leaned into it, he embraced his suffering under Pontius Pilate. Yes, I know I just painted a little picture of Jesus' suffering. Yes, that suffering may have been painful. Anybody seen the passion of Christ? That thing may, may be going to tears watching the passion of Christ. Yes, it was painful, but I believe that Jesus suffered well. Because in the end, he suffered for you and me. Sit in that. He went through all of that and he didn't have to go through it. Because the truth of the matter is we were supposed to be on that cross. All we like sheep have gone astray. Did it for you and me. Jesus suffered and died to secure our salvation. He left heaven to enter into the brokenness of humanity to bear the full wrath of God on our behalf. He suffered to overcome our suffering and to reveal his glory to us. Let's give God a praise for that. He suffered for you and I. Let's give God a praise for that, y'all. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. He deserves our worship. He deserves it. He deserves it. We weren't supposed to experience the suffering that we experienced today. It wasn't supposed to be that way. God's plan for humanity was Eden. It was shalom. It was paradise. It was perfection, peace, beauty. Perfect relationship with God and each other. That's what, this, is, this is a picture of what God's plan was for us. But when man fell, sin against God, it introduced sin into the world and suffering into our world, causing brokenness, pain. But there's good news, y'all. Somebody say good news. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, it says, thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be unto God that that sin does not have the last say over our lives. Thanks be unto God that though we experience suffering in this life today, that it does not have dominion over us. Thanks be unto God because we are partakers of Christ's suffering. Let's give God a praise for that. Jesus suffered in our place, died in our place of punishment. To reconcile us back to God. And because of that, we are. Partakers of his suffering through faith. We ought to rejoice in that. We ought to rejoice because what Jesus accomplished on that cross gave us access to enter into the victory that we have through Christ Jesus. We have the victory, y'all. We are more than conquerors. As a matter of fact, in 1 Peter chapter 4, 12 and 13, here's what it says: Don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you, but instead, somebody shall rejoice. Rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that as you may rejoice with great joy with when his glory is revealed. My brothers and sisters, I know that you might be going through a lot. I don't know what you're going through or what you're facing right now, but I know it might be feeling like it feels painful, it might be a dark situation, but the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that it is to be revealed through you. There's glory on the other side of your pain, there's glory on the other side of your suffering, there's glory on the other side of your brokenness, there's glory on the other side of your disappointment. Jesus suffered on your behalf, therefore, there's glory on the other side of what you're dealing with. Can I get an amen? Jesus already suffered on your behalf, so you don't need to come up with no 10 step plan to figure out how you're going to get through what you're going through. He's already given you the template, He's already showed you how to suffer well. He says, partake in my suffering the question i want to ask you today will you partake in his suffering thank you for listening to new city's sermon podcast for more information check us out at www.newcityhh.com we'll see you next week